Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch, coming to you from the sunny capital of, I was going to say capital of Alberta, but we are not. We are in Calgary. (laughs) Sorry, Edmonton, but no. Sorry, Edmonton. We don't want you. We don't want you. No. Anyway, welcome back. It's Alyssa and Dakota coming to you again from the headquarters of Social Centric and Ladies Who Launch. Yes. It's a double headquarters. Double headquarters. I feel so lucky to have that. Um, How are you doing today, Alyssa? I'm fantastic. It's funny if we should actually do uh, record our pre-conversations to these podcasts just as like extra oh content God. because, man, if people knew what we talked about beforehand, we just had like this existential conversation about our businesses and, and life and life and integrity and the fact that somebody stole my fucking table off my patio yesterday. Yeah. Inner city, man. This is your life. I know, but I've lived here for three years and it's never been a thing. And then just randomly, my $300 beautiful table that I don't know why I bought for this house because I loved that table. And then they just took the table and not the the chairs. chairs. And then before Alyssa came over, I brought the chairs upstairs into the social centric loft and tried to fit them through the very small patio door to the upstairs. And it was a whole thing for 20 minutes. I almost left one of the chairs wedged in the door because I was on the verge of tears and that I was going to be like, this is my life today. This is my life today. (laughs) But it's like, I don't think people realize, I don't know why old doors, because this is an old house, are so narrow. So I got them out though. I'm a mastermind. Yeah, you are. But it did take me 20 minutes. And then... We forgot again how to set up Audacity. I don't understand why. I I don't know how we have gotten to 80 plus episodes of this podcast because... We are Zoolander we, in a nutshell. I We do this every month and every month it's a whole situation. And if our list, any of your listeners tuned, tuned into our last or previous episodes, I think they were 79 and 80 if you go and yes, go back in the, yep. in the list... Um, we had some technical difficulties of our own doing on those two episodes and our producer had to do some fancy um, sound editing, but they still did not sound to the quality that we like. So we apologize and it has nothing to do with our lovely producer, Alex. It's because we are completely technologically inept. And the fact that he's going to hear that we struggled again today, I I feel like he's going to put his head through a wall. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know why he keeps us. To be quite honest, <laughs> I think we are just more of a headache than we're worth. And um, I'm surprised after two years he hasn't punted us and been like, "You guys just are." Take call after call. I can't help you anymore, people. I can't. We love you, Alex. Shout yeah. out! Truly, we really do. Yeah. Astronomic <laughs> audio. If anybody's looking for a, yeah, a podcast producer, producer. Uh, he's he's put up with us for two years. The so. only time we get frustrated it's with ourselves. Anyway, speaking of integrity and who you are, we want to have a conversation with you guys today all about branding, just because it's been kind of coming up here and there in multiple areas of our lives. Um, So I think 
some of the biggest things we wanted to have a conversation about today are what is a brand and what makes up an individual versus business brand and why do they correlate? And then also just getting into a conversation about what goes into a proper brand, disseminating some of the myths that a brand is just a logo. No, it is not. And why do you need to invest in making sure that your brand looks and feels a certain way and has certain um, capabilities so that you can set yourself up for other areas of success within your business or even as an individual? Yes. I think uh, when when people are starting a small business, or even if you're not a small business owner, um, but you are an employee of a company, your personal brand and who you are matters in terms of how you project yourself externally, how you you choose to do business, how to ch- how you choose to live your life. All those things are connected. And I think we don't often think about it from a personal perspective. And I think when people get into starting a business, all they understand, they, they've never done a brand assessment of themselves in terms of who they are and, and what they value. And they create businesses that maybe don't align with who they are as people. And I think maybe therefore generate some frustration in maybe clients they're working with or customers that they're attracting to their business aren't, uh, aren't people that they, they would, they value or aren't, uh, don't align with their values. So I think let's first talk about a personal brand and, um, a, a colleague of ours um, who's actually been on this podcast is, is Kristen Dick uh, uh, with Avro Creative, and she specializes in personal brand strategy. And um, if you want to go back and listen to that episode, we'll 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 make link of it in in our show notes. But she goes into into in, in depth about um, personal brand and how she created this system of of helping women in particular develop their their personal brand for in their jobs, um, particularly, and then moving into entrepreneurs. But I think what she talks about, and I think it resonates with a lot of people is that when she was working, um, and she, I think was up for, or wanted a promotion and was passed over or something. Um, and she went to her manager and asked like, what do I need to do? And blah, blah, blah. Her, her manager basically said to her, no one knows who you are. Like you don't, you don't have any presence here in this company. You do great work, but no one knows it and no one knows who you are. And I think that is something that, especially as women, we we don't think about that. Like yeah. we go to work every day. We're the ones that are pulling the heavy weight, lifting, like punching way above our weight class most of the time yeah. and getting zero credit or zero acknowledgement because we don't ask for it. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the first step of how you are existing and how you're presenting yourself in the world and in your job and or in your business and what that looks like. And do people know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think um, to build on that, like within your business as well, um, you need to have certain pieces fleshed out ahead of time that signify that brand if that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have to be properly built out. And a lot of people think that they can piecemeal their brand and it's it's never a good idea. And, and here's why. As Alyssa was saying, if you have a piecemeal brand, nobody really knows who you are and what you do. Um, and even as something as simple as a logo, if you have a logo that doesn't really explain what you're doing 
or showcase what you're doing if it's like more of an icon style logo or if pieces don't match. Like maybe you've got a bigger brand and then a bunch of different campaigns um, piggybacking off that brand, but they don't have any connection. Um, it's going to cause challenges for you later. Yeah, I, I think where people need to start and like when I'm working with clients on building a brand or their brand story um, is like the first question is, what what do I value? Like what mm-hmm. gets me up in the morning? And that's different for everyone. Like for some people running a business, their, their, their whole mind and their whole reason for being is just to make money. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that just is a different way of living your life and, and running your business. But for a lot of people, like what gets you out of bed every morning to go to your business is feeling like you are... Um, making a difference. So whether that's making a difference in the world and you want to work and you want to do things for the betterment of the environment or for children or whatever, or is it for the betterment of um, society in terms of um, working in social services or those, whatever that is, that's the first thing you kind of want to be thinking about. And I think this also works for a, an employee employer situation. Like, are you working for an employer that shares your values yeah. for the world? Like, are you, or are you just going to work to do a job and collect a paycheck? And again, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's just a matter of ensuring that you think about these questions. Yeah. And so when you're starting a business, it's like, whether you're making widgets or you're, you're, you're providing digital services or communication services, those questions still apply in terms of what, what you value. And the other question that I ask um, clients when I'm going through this process is what makes you unique? Yeah. And not just you as a person, but you as a business and what, what is your, I mean, we call it a value proposition in sort of the marketing world, but basically it's what is sets you apart. What makes you unique? So is that your, you have a special process you've created or a special um, way that you, you, you do business that, that, that is unique to other people? Is it how you work? Is it your, your presentation of yourself as your business? It's like, is it more hands-on? Are you, you uniquely situated in a specific niche market? What are those things yeah. that make you unique and set you apart from your competitors? Exactly. Absolutely. And then usually what you want to do, um, especially if you're starting a business, whether it's individually focused in the sense that you're the sole service provider, or you're going to be offering products or services with a team, um, that's the next step would then kind of almost be storyboarding and mood boarding what, how your brand should look and feel and how it's going to lead all of the other promotional pieces within your marketing plan. Um, as well as how is it going to lead if you plan to have employees later, how is it going to influence them and support them in leading the organization in a specific manner? And how is it going to help kind of bring about that bottom line of what you're trying to do? And so if you're looking at starting a, a, a new business or a new offering of something, this isn't really for like individual people, but uh, like individuals who are working for somebody else. But for a business brand, um, it is hugely important. And I cannot say this enough to invest in the pieces at the beginning. Um, I'm not saying you can't sit down and try and do a few things yourself, but 
here are the top things that you have to take into consideration in order to successfully launch a business. Number one, you need to have the visioning and the values and the understanding of what the core of your business is. Then you need to understand what the story is and what the trajectory is. So essentially, you need to have like a business plan and a, and a strategy for that. Then you have to have your visual elements. So these are things like your logos and taglines, key messaging, um, things that you would literally hand off to somebody else that they could look at and be like, oh, okay, I get it. That's what That's what they do. But in addition to that, you need to have um, a proper website. You have to have proper social channels that are all branded accordingly and consistently. And you also have to have things like what kind of imagery am I going to be using in my marketing? What kind of what do like slide decks look like? What does my what would a press release say if you need it? And you need to have all of those pieces ready to go because when it comes comes time to actually use them, and if you don't have them, um, you're going to notice the holes almost immediately. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think there's a lot of um a lot of people who just want to jump into doing the work and not not taking care of those those I mean, I guess you could view it as boring. I'm putting together these things, but I found the process uh, to be quite fun and interesting when I was building my brand in terms of the process that we went to to develop what ABC looks like, but the key is is to not like what what Dakota was saying about not about investing in it and not cheaping out and trying to do it yourself. And this is I'll get into this a little bit now because we all love Canva. We use it for all kinds of things, creating social graphics and templates and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think it's changed the business, especially the small business world. There is no doubt that uh, Canva is a um, a necessity tool for most people at this point. But people need to realize that Canva owns everything. It's If you create anything in Canva, it's owned and uh, Canva owns the copyright for those, those pieces. So normally it doesn't really matter like when you're creating social graphics and things like that because realistically there's no copyright. There's, there's, no, there's nothing you require to ownership for those things. But your brand you need to own. So this is when we talk about investing. So your brand pieces in terms of your typography and and your visuals and your logos and all those things, you need to own that as the business owner. So spend the money and invest in proper, a proper designer to create those items so that you as the business own them. Because if you've created your brand in Canva and you try to um, copyright it, or you try to like get um, it uh, trademarked, you can't because yeah. Canva owns it. Yeah. So you really need to ensure that you uh, invest the money. And I think when I started mine and when I worked with a designer to create my brand back in the day, I think it was, it wasn't hugely, I, I, it might've been $2,000 mm-hmm. and that included the logo. And she created a full like uh, brand kit for me with the all the the colors and the hex numbers and and, and then the fonts she, fonts yeah. and she created a um a template like a, a, a I was going to say press release but it's not a press it, uh, um, letterhead like letterhead letterhead yeah. template and uh, my business cards were included in that as well and so if you 
you factor in and budget for a couple thousand dollars for a proper brand development. Um, it could be more, it could be less depending on who you work with, but like that's generally, um, that's the first step in, in getting yourself forward in terms of a business. Because again, Canva is great and we love Canva, but you, you're using your own brand in Canva. Like at least that's what I, like everything I own, like I've put my brand kit into Canva but the brand is mine because Canva didn't create it. But if I create things yeah. with the brand, different. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can't you can't cheap out on that and think that you're going to create a logo and your fonts and all that kind of stuff in Canva because no, you're going to run into problems later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then yeah, I think that would bring me to my final point is just like making sure that you're protecting your brand um, and making sure that it's yours and that. It can't just be used and manipulated in other places. Yeah, I think um, that I don't, I mean, none of us are Coca-Cola or Nike um, that have to worry about like people stealing our swoosh. Yeah. But you also, (laughs) but you also don't want to, um, as a business owner, um, find your logos or your, your um, things like that showing up in anything untoward. So it's always good to be doing um, brand audits on the regular in terms of um, ensuring that um, no one has copied it. Yeah. Sometimes that happens and you'll see things pop up and be like, oh, yeah, that looks yeah, familiar. That looks like mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why if you've worked with a reputable and professional designer, um, yeah. you have recourse on those sorts of things because you own all those files. Whereas if you um, did it in Canva or on some other free software yeah. service, you really don't have any recourse. No. No, you don't. No. Which I did not know about until recently. Yes. And that's the thing too. Like, I mean, once you've created that and like when Dakota was talking about websites and social channels and all those sorts of things, if you, if you, um, for when you're designing a website or anything, and if you're working with a web company or whatever, they will ask about those things and they will ensure that they're not utilizing unowned um, um, pieces because then they don't want that liability either that they're going to build a website with like brand elements that were done in Canva. So all of those things will come in to bite you later if you didn't do them properly at the beginning. This is very true. Yeah. And with that, we hope that that super quick little brand conversation helped you a little bit. Um, but if you still have questions, you can always send us a DM at ladies who launch pod on Instagram. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 